0: The good person, out of the good treasure of their heart, produces good. And the evil person, out of their evil treasure, produces evil. For out of the overflow of the heart, their mouth speaks. Right? Appreciate. It. I just one little switch I needed to do here today. Well, welcome to this you know beautiful spring fall morning we're having here. So, you no, know, it's great to be here to gather to gather like this, and I, I just hope that you you sense the Lord in this place. Uh, God really spoke to me this morning. We heard that song. The atmosphere is changing now, and we're sensing that. And uh, with that, the Lord, I was just in worship was like just, get, sit, sh- just share this about anticipation anticipation of what God's going to do next. And there's something about, you know, not being on our heels, but being on our toes or what he has. So I hope that you came with that expectation of anticipation and whatever he's going to do, he's going to do. And if, if you are new with us and maybe new to a church environment, so this might be a little different. There's not a lot of places where you go. Uh, to just sing out loud with other people Well maybe the karaoke bar you do that I don't know other places But we do that here as worship to God An opportunity We we, we share in the word here in a moment But if you're new If you watch that little video we have at the beginning There's a what we call a connection card You can also do that digitally But it's an opportunity to take some next steps with us If you'd like So if you're online you can do that As well as if you're here in person In the program you received And, and really what it is is if, if, if you're ready to take a next step, whether it's getting involved in a group or getting involved in a serving team, we would love to help you with that. But also next steps in faith. Yes, Last week, we, we, we celebrated baptism. So maybe that's the next step that you're feeling called by God to do or just a commitment to Christ. We'd love to help you and develop that next step with you. And then finally, I think really... So important is prayer. I can't think of anything more important than and you have an opportunity to share some prayer requests and feel free. It says prayer requests, but if you ever want to say God has answered prayer, the people that are praying would love to hear that because these are prayed over every single week. So you can fill that, drop it off in our box in the back, and then there is a there's a digital connection online to uh, I think it's Connect on on the, the website to do that. But today we are starting a new teaching series called Overflow. And it's been interesting in the last few weeks, where we've kind of had an overflow of attendance here in the church. And so, our team has decided we're trying to figure out when to possibly go to two services. Uh, we in in the past we've had 9 9:30 and a, an 11 o'clock service, and those are probably the times that we're looking to do that. We're just kind of seeing, you know, a lot of things happen. We're getting the, in the summer. We're not sure, but we we'd like to know if you're here. You attend here on a regular basis. If you had choose between the 930 and 11 we kind of want to know now the 11 o'clock for this season if we do this uh, that's when we would offer kids trek which is our, our kids program downstairs so keep that in mind if you have little children 9:30 we just it would just be upstairs here for that so could I could we do a little straw poll by hands if you're going to choose doesn't mean you're committing to anything so just you know I got to go that service but you by and large this would be the service you go to how many would choose the 9:30 service? Okay, wow, okay, all right How many would be the sleep-in, let's just kind of ease into it type of thing Okay, all right, that's helpful You know, like, it's, it's like certain days, you know, certain mornings, yeah, they would do that So you didn't commit to anything, but that's helpful, okay So that's really helpful for us as we do We'll keep you posted, okay We'll keep you posted what we're going to do But this series, Overflow, is not just getting overflow of people That's wonderful But the Overflow, of what God's doing well, our little theme with this is experiencing or living in the abundance of God and really a world of scarcity. You know that's kind of been the the message we've been hearing, either we're hearing about or experiencing it. There's been kind of a shortage, hasn't there? Been a shortage of labor. Um, I it's I which I always can't figure out because there's more people in the world, and then there's you know, anyway there's more jobs. available so that you can you have your theory on that I'm sure, but also there is shortage of supplies too like there's just there's kind of this kind of there's some scarcity that's involved and it, and it happens also in some ways it kind of feels like in our in our freedom too you know like we we thought we could go walk in this park in this evening but now there's it's not safe any longer or we go through a bunch of different checkpoints as we travel we, we kind of reduce this kind of scarcity of, of freedom has happened because of of what's going on in our life. I mean, and, you know, and just another shooting, you know, it's weekly now in malls or schools and all that's going on. And I would think also it happens in our lives is that, that you know, when we get older, too, we, we can feel limited, maybe maybe health concerns. I've been dealing with some health concerns, and a person's kind of say, well, you're middle-aged now. This is what happens to you. And so... There is like what I want to do or I, I try to do I'm like my next day I'm like, oh maybe that I overdid it, right? We we live in limitations in our in our health or our money and all that. There's kind of a shortage sometimes that we can feel. But on the other hand, as we look at God and we look at his goodness and all that, that the Bible talks abundance, there's something greater that's there. Even in the lesser, there's something greater that, that God's gonna that God wants to do and, and pour out. And Jesus, you know. Declared this, you know, of this contrast between abundance and and scarcity. He said famously said, the thief comes to just to come and steal, kill, and destroy. The the enemy, the devil, wants to come and bring scarcity. But he says, I have come that you might have life, not just life, but abundant life, more than you ever thought and dreamed or imagine type of life. Like, wow, that's that's amazing. There's an invitation for us to receive his abundance. All through scriptures declared this. You know, and Paul says this, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And then even Jesus said this, asking you will be given to you, seeking you will find, knocking it will be opened to you. He says, where everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks it will be opened. He said, "If if, if then being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good gifts to those who ask? And a key scripture that will be kind of our foundation for this next few weeks of overflow is this, may the God, I love this prayer, may the God of all hope fill you with all joy, peace as you trust in Him, so you may overflow with the hope by the power of God of the Holy Spirit. How many want that? How many want overflow? I hope you do. I do. I want that. But we have this contrast. We live in this broken, sinful world, and there's this gap that has created a lack in our lives. You you know living in the lack. You found it. You, you experienced it. Lack of money, lack of help, lack of friends or community, lack of love, lack of direction in our life, and that lack, that lesser life feels at times not much of abundance, but most of, of scarcity of even emptiness. Now, I'm going to challenge you with the, with the whole thought of emptiness. If you feel empty, I don't believe that's true. I don't believe that's true. You might find, like, no, I'm feeling less of. I, I get that. I understand the feeling of emptiness. But actually, I think you can be full of emptiness. See, all of us are full of something. You're full of fact, you know what? That's, that'll be fun. Lean to the person to your right and say, you're full of it. Come on, just tell them you're full of it. Tell the other person on the other side, if you've got another person. You're full of it. You're full of it. And you're like, full of what? You guys remember? You know, and you're like, how do I know this? You know this. You, you learned it in nursery school. I'm a little teacup. Short and stout, here is my handle, here is my spot. When I get all steamed up, watch me shout, tip me over and pour me out. Doesn't that, does that bring memories to you? You learn that. You learn that somewhere. It's true though. Where did it come from? It's true. Here's a basic truth. We all... We all have a tipping point. A tipping point. It's just that moment. In fact, here's a definition of tipping point it's a specific moment, a situation, a process or system beyond which is significant. Often, unstoppable effect or change takes place. It's that moment, that tipping moment over the brim that happens. It's just a little bump, a little thing, a little chain reaction, or even a chemical reaction. We learn that in science, right? You've done that in chemistry in high school where you you took some things together and, and mixed them and it, it always smelled like rotten eggs, whatever it was, right? It always smelled like that. I think that was that right or wrong? Did I I don't think I got a good grade on that one. I didn't do well in chemistry. But we learned that bo- boiling point, right? In, for water, 212 degrees. and what is it? Oh, 572, I looked it up for oil. okay? Different boiling points, different tipping points in life. and it's, it's even true in our own daily lives that we live. We find this to be true because we'll say things, well, you know, maybe you came home from the grocery store or whatever, and and you'll say to your spouse or whoever you're living with, guess who I bumped into the other day? Or guess who I saw today? And usually there's only two two reactions to that. It's either really positive, you know, positive or negative. You know, you run into somebody in the store. Like, Guess what? And you're like, "Oh my gosh! We haven't seen each other in years!" And there's just this reconnection, and we'll, we exchange numbers. We probably won't do see each other again, but at least we, you know, have that connection. And we do that, right? Or you run into somebody and go, "Oh, it's you!" <laughs> Hi. And then there's been times I've seen people going on the aisle, and they see me, and they go to the next aisle, like, "Wow! I feel loved. I just feel so appreciated." It, it happens, right? It's a positive thing or it's a negative thing. It, when someone bumps into you, what what comes out of you? See, I, I found this is that 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 the problems occur. There's there's reactions that happen, situations. There's there's triggers. Next week we're going to talk a little bit more on these trigger things that happen, where there's a negative reaction because there's a confrontation that takes place. There's there's something, and I've learned this, and even this week, and just. Like, I had one of the worst meetings ever, you know, kind of thing. And I was like, I really tried not to push people's buttons. And it just seemed like I pushed every single button on everybody. And I really tried not to. It just happens to do that. And you're like, God, oh, it's defeating. You know, either we push the buttons or we've our buttons have been pushed. When people run it, it's like, what's his problem, you know? They seem to kind of strike a nerve. Where is that coming from? Well, the Bible tells us, James says this, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You desire, but do not have. And so you kill. You covet. But you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and you fight. Does that sound like your family vacations we have all had, right? We, we You know, the the battle that's there, it's a battle from control. It's a battle of will. You didn't get what you want, and, you know, we just live. Yeah, we, we do that. We, we can... It it, it happens in life, and and really, here's the simple thought with it all is this, and and this is today's truth, is what's in you will eventually come out of you. Can I I share with a very true very basic reality, whatever's in you eventually it'll come out of you. Not me today, not tomorrow, but the more you go in, the steam begins to boil, right? And it begins to percolate, and at some point reality is we're all full of it we're all full of it now what are we full of well today we're going to look at that because i think it's a beginning to help us in this teaching series that if we want to experience the overflow if we want to live in the overflow of the abundance of god in our life we got to take care of some things before possibly some things that are issues that are in the way if you want to take notes, here's some thoughts you can fill in today, that you have, or if you're online, you can grab those. Here, here's, here, here's some things to keep in mind. First, kind of dealing with this is first, we, you know, we need to get to the heart of the matter, okay? Let's just get there. Let's not get there, like, I said this, she said that, oh, there is that we'll get to even next week. But what about the heart? Where is it really coming from? In my family, there's heart history, bad heart history. Both my parents passed away. My dad especially passed away about my age with a heart attack. And he had a bad heart. You know, there's some there's some issues there that happened. And, and so then my mom passed away in her early 70s. She had triple bypass and things didn't work out. And so she's been gone about now 12 years uh, Memorial Weekend. Now, when I have had moments and i've had had where i've felt chest pain i went in i'm like got some history in my parents i go in i go ekg and they stick them wherever you ha- have hair on your body that's where they put those things so and they rip them off and they and, and the guy comes out with a piece of paper and he goes looks really good you're you got a healthy heart here's a card to a counselor because it's not physical it's emotional and I've had to deal with that in my life, a feeling of it, anxiety that's there. It's a heart issue. It's emotional issues of the heart. Proverbs says this, to get right to the heart, it says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows out of it. Above all else. Well, it might be a good idea. I don't know, it's kind of an option. no. Above all else, what do you do? Guard your heart, protect your heart, Be careful of your heart, for well, I, everything comes out of it. Everything, uh, the most important things, that the issues of, of what you're dealing with, the very source of our lives, it flows through it. Through it. That's why the Bible uses well, we the English word for Hebrew, but it, it, uh, or not just Hebrew, but um, uh, in, in entire Bible. The word heart is used over 600 times. I think it's a big deal to God that's why in Samuel it says you know people judge you on your outward appearance but the Lord looks at your heart your heart is the your very motivation your desires it's 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 your ego it's your inner self it's your it's your true you it's your very it's your very soul and and, and we've shared this a few different times but there's one of these big lies that are out there and it's it's well-meaning you you've you even said it you probably people and it's been said to you it's it sounds good advice uh, especially when you're having to face what to do and decisions, and 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 someone says along, and they, I mean, great, great intentions. They say, you know, just just follow your heart, just follow your heart. That's terrible advice. It's terrible advice. If you if you really knew what was in my heart, I mean, it's just it, there's some problems here. That's what we're really getting at here today. And if there ever was a a relatable scripture for me. There's a lot of relatable ones. This is the one. The Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, who really sound like he got his life together. Who really, what we is the most prolific New Testament writer. We could argue next to Jesus, one of the greatest leaders in the church of the day, and all that he wrote, most of the, of the New Testament. This is what he says about himself. This is what he says, I, I don't under, understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate to do. And if I do what I do not want to do as 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 it is, it's no longer I myself who do it, but it's the sin living in me. For I know the good itself does not dwell in me. That is my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I can't carry it out. For I do not, not for I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this I keep on doing. You're like, that sounds like Tuesday last week, doesn't it? You can relate with that. I don't know. Following your heart, that's kind of where it leads to. That's where Jeremiah says this. The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Nobody can but one. My friend John, about 10 years ago, part of our church here, he was about my age. He had some heart issues. He literally was like, you know, Pale, he had, he had he couldn't hardly like had a lot of strength, a shortness of breath. Come to find out, he had four blockages at his, that that age. As part of his uh, DNA, you know, his heritage. His, he had he had a I think his dad might have died early, and 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 so he went in and had a quadruple bypass. I mean, this is a guy, you know, he hiked, he 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 did all kinds of adventurous stuff. Well, he now still does that because he dealt with the heart. I don't know how severe you need to go and get checked out, but can I encourage you? You've got to you look at your heart. See, you might be, for you, the warning signs of a bad heart. It, it might not be shortness of breath, but it might be that you're short with others. It's, it's, it's not chest pain, but you're always trying to have to get something off your chest. Is it, is it pain down your arm? It might not be that, but it's you're wearing your emotions on your, your sleeve. See whatever your tipping point is. That pressure is building. There's going to be a reaction because whatever is in you, it will come out of you eventually, matter of time. So what do you do? Well, unless you're bare grills, I wouldn't recommend doing your own heart surgery. Right? <laughs> he, I don't know if he's done that episode, but I we need to go deeper. And I so thank God that he's helped us. The, the great physician has a surgical plan. It's Hebrews chapter 4. we spent a whole, few, many weeks with Hebrews. We've got to go back to Hebrews. Hebrews 4. I love what it says in the, in the message. It says this. Listen to this. Here, here it is. His powerful word Is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything, whether doubt or defense, laying open to listen and obey, nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. We can't get away from it no matter what, no matter what, whatever you squirm, whatever you get out of, you're trying to dodge it. God's saying, nope, let's get to the heart, let's get to the heart, we're going to deal with the heart, and you need to address that, 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 that there's this heaven's heart surgeon that's ready to do this work. But here it is, as you allow yourself to do that, here's something we can't guarantee, and that is anesthesia. The pain that we go through, the difficulty, right? Life enough is difficult and hard, but sometimes there has to be a little hurt to deal with the harm. There has to be some hurt. There has to be some things. There has to be this thing called humility or maybe being humiliated that you come to this place and going, I got to deal with this. I got to deal with this. If we want to experience this abundance of God in our life, there needs to be some healing and wholeness. We need to go and allow him to do the deeper work. See, also knowing this is we're kind of what's in you. is going to come out of you. Know this. It's through inner transformation, not behavioral modification it's through inner transformation not behavioral modification in our old church we had a new building <laughs> and it was a brand new building and when we moved uh we moved in as youth pastors as the church we were part of in bellingham christian and, I, and, and we led the youth ministry and you always this is something you learn you always blame the students for the messes in the church, and so we were we were one of those, and the kitchen itself was a beautiful commercial kitchen they built. but there was a church lady that was ran it like uh, Stalag thirteen I mean it was like she like don't do this and don't touch this and like don't like isn't it here to use it like isn't that the point of it but she would signs all over do you know this person they work with you right and they're like they live with you don't point fingers okay and they have signs and then she got all upset because people weren't obeying the signs and you know what she did she put signs over the signs the arrow and the, you know do you know this person again don't point them out they, they do this, right? And I'm learning, and as I'm learning along, is like there's something. I'm, I'm actually a pretty loyal person, but at some point, you just want to break the rules to break the rules anyway. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's that personality that pushes you a little bit. And there's this phrase that people say, like, rules without relationship lead to rebellion. And so you know this. If you think the way to control people is add more rules to them. That's the way you think you're going to influence. And so people do that. They put more rules on top of rules. And then pretty soon, what you do as the rule person, you can't keep up with your own rules. You break them, don't you, along the lines. And that's called hypocrisy. And Jesus addressed that when he came here. He, you know, it's interesting. Jesus came from the outside to do an inside job. He came in and and, and there was, let's just say there was tipping points when Jesus is proclaiming his kingdom and the way he was doing it versus the religious people. Ooh, some, there were some boiling points that are taking place And all through the gospels We see this In fact in our groups this week You're going to look at the, some of the, se- the seven woes We won't look at all of them But one of the woes that Jesus brings Because he they push it Jesus And Jesus pushed back And this is what he said He says Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees You hypocrites You clean the outside of the cup and dish But inside you're full of greed Self indulgence Blind Pharisee First, clean the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside also will be clean. Now, I don't know if it's a Clint Eastwood movie or what, but, you know, they go, they go up to the bartender and they said, give me a whiskey and put it in a dirty glass. I don't know who says that. But most of us don't want it dirty, do we? We would like a clean cup for our coffee in the morning. But we spend so much time on the outside of our lives that we fail to take care of the interior of our and moral filth, and sinfulness, and animosity, and jealousy, and bitter, and it's all there, and it's interesting, as we look into the New Testament, well, actually, even what Jesus says in the gospel, he, in another place, addressing the inside, he says this, for out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile the person. Not the outside, it's what's in the inside. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter how many Bible verses you know. It doesn't mean how many times you attend church in the 52 weeks of the year. It doesn't matter how much money you give. It doesn't matter how, where you serve, what you're doing like that. If you don't address the heart issues, we're no different than those Pharisees. And pretty soon, if you don't deal with that, there's going to be a tipping point. And the tipping point leads us... Well, to the darkness of sin. And we think we can kind of keep it inside, but it doesn't work that way. Eventually, it's going to have a tipping point. Something's going to bump you in life or someone in life, and it's going to come out. And what I found was sin, when it does, that sin will take you farther than you ever thought you would go. And in, in sin, it keeps you longer than you ever thought you'd be there. And it will cost you more than you can ever think it would. If we're not careful, our hearts can lead us down a road of self-destruction down the path. And I always just suggest that you set some appointments with Dr. Jesus, the, cardi- the, the chief cardiologist. I heard he's the best, that he wants to help you. And I pray that you pray what David prayed. This is a wonderful psalm that I encourage you to pray this week. It's good to do this. And maybe just encourage you to do it on a daily basis. Search me, O oh God. Know my Heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there ain't any offensive way in me and lead me in the in the way of everlasting. Just say, God, search me. Why there's anything in me? You know, there's the obvious stuff of what we said or we did or we thought. There's those you confess, but but also the things that are just even deeper. Why do I feel about this person this way? Why do I go in this meeting and I'm all anxious about it? What Lord, why is it, you know this and that, and, and just allow the Lord, and yes, it can be sin and confession, is good, but also just allow the Lord to say, why am I worried about those things? Lord, I want to give those over to you. I want to surrender that work to you. And I tell you, when we do that, you, gotta, you have to make time for it, and, but the Lord will do, and wants to clean, and wants to change our hearts in this process, but for us to experience true transformation, it really is by choice, that we're willing to do that. Now, lastly, I would say of, of this, as we get closer to close here, is this: that repentance it cleanses us from great for greater capacity. Repentance it it cleanses us for greater capacity. Christy and I, we've been, we've been empty nesting for I don't know how long it's been, but we start getting our own patterns, our own ways, and what we're doing. And you you realize, like, wow, we got a lot of house that we can use, and we spread out and do different things and and whatever we want and everything. And then this week we're going, oh wow, we have company coming. Our our daughter graduated at uh, college yesterday, and Andrew here, her boyfriend's here with us. And and so it was awesome that they came. Well, there you go. Graduated. So, and maybe we're actually celebrating some graduations. Maybe you have some kids who are graduating coming up here so it's been a great week and we had family coming up but we we had to clean we had to figure out making like sure there's spaces for that and I encourage you is that in your life if you're spring cleaning it's some spring cleaning of our heart to look in and you know the apostle Paul gives us like what should be cleaned out and I think it's helpful but when you read this notice it's not an exhaustive list but this is what Paul says in Galatians he says What's in you? He said, When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness with parties, uh, wild parties, and other sins like these. I love that because he goes... Da, 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 da. Oh, wait, but not this one. No, other sins like these. So whatever, what's the other sin? That's the one for you, okay? It's keeping track. That is, it's not exhaustive list. But I love what he says in Ephesians, what to do. He says this, get rid of, get rid of bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Get, get rid of all. Not just clean a little bit, but all that. Lord, will you do? Will you do that exploratory work? Will you show me what it is and remove it? And the way to do that, for it to be banished out of your life, is repentance. Now, re- the word repentance has a, a little bit of a well, has a lot of negative tone in our culture because we got the guy that stands out. You know, you're going to a Seahawks game, a Mary game. And there's the guy who has the bull horns. I repent, you're going to hell. You know, and like I'm like, you are not helpful. Okay, that's not how it works. Okay. We look at repentance as God's judgment. It actually is this. This is what the Bible says, okay? If you want to just, it says this. It says God's kindness leads to repentance. God's anger doesn't lead to repentance, okay? there's enough condemnation. Why do you know that? Because you condemn yourself for what you do. God says, no, I give you this invitation of repentance for a changed life. This invitation that not only, if you don't know Christ, to receive him as Lord and Savior... But let's think about repentance. Repentance is not a one-time event. It, there's a rhythm of repentance in our lives that opens us up for this capacity for God to fill our lives, to overflow our lives. I'm to invite our team to come as we wrap up here in prayer. And as they do, I wanna share with you this um, thing way back when we were youth pastors in East Side of Seattle. I worked for a, I was a chaplain at, Echo, Echo Glen Detention Center. It was a children's center, but it was, it was children between the eight, age of 8 and 18, okay? Kid criminals, okay? Hardened criminals. Some of what I mean by that, some of the things were pretty drastic what they did to get them in there. And so I do Bible studies and things, and there's a guy, he, he introduced himself. He's a 14-year-old boy, and he says his name is D. Wayne. I'm like, hey, nice to meet you, Dwayne. He goes, no, brother, it's D. Wayne. Whoa, okay, don't beat me up, okay? And it was this that moment. And like, and you know, and I get to talk with him, and then one day we get in there and, and we're having it, and he goes, Man, I just feel like God's God's yelling at me. He's just yelling at me. I'm like, well, is he mad? I mean, what what do you mean by yelling? He goes, No, no, no. He's just really loud. Well, what we find out with D Wayne, he had, you know, been hanging with his homies in the hood and all, like, all the life and everything was going with him, and he's now isolated. He's by himself in his room at times. And what happened was, space and and you know, in and, and, and atmosphere changed for him, that he was able to actually hear the voice of God. I said, maybe D. Wayne, that you need to. You need to just listen to that voice because that's the voice of the Father speaking to you because you've had all this noise and chatter around your life. And that was a moment was able to lead him toward toward faith. And, and, and it was it spoke to him. I wonder for you that maybe you don't need to be locked up in a place. You don't need to go, you know, in solitary confinement, but find some space this week. Here, here's our closing question. Where or when are you going to create a space? In place that you can be free to be filled with the abundance, all that God offers you. But here's something very important. To do that, there's some things I encourage you to do. Because I do know that the Lord, what he did, and we'll be praying for this, the Lord's spirit would would fill us and cleanse us, and that is the work we're asking for. But is there some things you need to identify in your heart, even this moment today, that God is like taking a flashlight, exploratory, showing you, this thing and this thing and this thing. And he's not coming here to condemn you. He's not here to say, look at all the bad stuff you did. He's just saying, yep, yes, and yes. Will you give that over to me? Will you allow me to extract that from your life? Will you allow me to do that that heart surgery? Will you allow me to do that? Because here's the danger if you don't. Whatever's in you will come out of you eventually. It's there. What might it be? What if you you did that today? Because we all have boiling points. We all have tipping points. And you, in fact, will experience it this week. I know I will. I know I will. There'll be moments, even that could potentially could be there, that don't have to be an explosion. It don't have to be an outburst in anger. It doesn't have to be when that moment of fear and anxiety and stress comes over you. They come, I know, but what are we going to do with that? Because if we don't, if we don't do anything with it, this is the danger: is it, it will come out in the most inconvenient moment, and in the most embarrassing way, and the most cringy, awkward, and, and situation that not only affects you but affects the people that you're with, and even your very loved ones that love you. But going, whoa, what if today could be the day that you could change your narrative? You could actually control your narrative in your life. You're going, no, Lord, I want you to deal with it right now in me. What might that be? Because I don't know about you, but I want to clean that up. I want to have the capacity of the Spirit of God to fill me and to touch my life and to do that. To move from, life, you know, from negative to life-giving, from strife to peace, from heartache to really care in my life. And learning this rhythm of repentance that we would do not just one time moment, but every single day, that when people bump into you and I this week, they don't get it, all that comes out in wrath, but they actually get the abundance of God that spills over because that come, comes out of you. Don't you want that? I really want that. There's a lot of work he has to do, but what if he started right now? Will you pray with me? to sense your love right now. I sense the word kindness. That you're coming to us and speaking to us in your kindness, in your goodness. That you want the best for us. And it's painful, Lord. Surgery's painful. Any kind of thing. It, it's, it's, it's uncomfortable. It's it's difficult. And, and Lord, you want to do that work. And it, it, there's this buildup. There's things that happen in life and we allowed it. It, it just, things happened and, and, and Lord, here we are. And, and so Lord, will you just put a Put a spotlight in those areas. Will you just illuminate, Lord? Is it anger? Is it wrath? Is it is it jealousy? Is it is it envy? Is it is it uh, unforgiveness? God, maybe it's opposites worry, worry, and anxiety. Lord. Whatever, whatever is negative, whatever is pulling us away, moving us in a life of scarcity versus abundance. Lord, will you show us today? And Lord, may we just confess right now to you, Lord, if it would be sin and a wrongdoing. Say, Lord. God, I'm sorry for what I said, what I did, what I, what I thought, Lord. Lord, will you cleanse us any, any stress and frustration and, and just, Lord, help us to identify those things that we could just give to you, that you do, a, you do a great cleaning. Do that work, Lord. It's painful, Lord, but we wanted that work to do now, not later. Lord, may we not be in even denial, Lord. I come against that in Jesus' name, that I'm fine, it's okay. It's not, Lord. May we today come, come with you to show this and cleanse us. Lord, cleanse us, Lord, from all unrighteousness. To Have your peace and rest in you. Lord, that we then can be ready to receive. And like right now, Lord, we ask as you cleanse us, your spirit would come. The atmosphere is changing, Lord. The spirit of the Lord is, is hovering and dwelling and would dwell in us this very day. We ask, Lord, this for your work. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I invite you to stand. And as we do Will you just take a couple more minutes And let the Lord do this work Will you let him maybe We kind of open things up a little bit Will you let him do that surgical work A little bit And just let him do that as you sing And you worship But also If you need a little assistance We got some folks on the sides here That would love to pray with you Have a conversation Because these people I know them And they're not perfect either They're great people They wouldn't be up here If they weren't in a place Of healing in their own lives But they get it and they would love to partner with you in prayer available, okay? I hope this is the beginning of the Lord, what he's doing in this great new season we have together. Have a great.